hey Frank, it's good to be with you in our nation's capital, as uh, our friend Forrest Gump would say. Yeah, man, we've got a special episode here. We're actually in person in the same room, sitting down together in this hotel room. It's not a it's not a great hotel room to be honest. It's just fine, uh, but I I've been digging this view. Um, I I haven't I haven't been hating it, but most of all, it's good to see you. How yes, are you? it's great to see you, man. It's been too long. And yeah, dude, doing well. March, it's crazy how much time has flown. Did you get to hang out at all this weekend? Like just like chill. Uh, I spent probably 12 plus hours on my couch playing The Legend of Zelda. So, yes. And that's a whole, <laughs> and, and as, and that's a whole other show, as Alton Brown would say. Yeah, I'm not, nowhere close we're to that. No, we're so. nowhere ready to, to even delve in there. But, oh, but first, I, I would love to ask you, like, do you like it so far? So, yeah, for everyone, we're, we're talking about Logan here, the uh, most recent addition to the X-Men universe, uh, Hugh Jackman's final time wearing the claws. Um... I saw it Friday night. AJ saw it yesterday. Yes. Um, I really like this movie. I think, you know, going in, I didn't really read any of the reviews. I, but, I mean, I knew that it was getting good buzz. It was high rated on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, but, you know, there's always a bit of, like, skepticism with Fox because you never know really what you're going to get. You never know. But this was a really great movie, really emotional it had my attention the entire time, um, and there's a lot to unpack. There's there's certainly uh, the way it affected previous movies, or the way it referenced to them, or uh, moving forward, what what Fox is really going to do next. But what do you think? Oh man, dude. Okay. So first, I was originally asking you your initial thoughts about the Nintendo Switch. Oh, that's what you're talking yes. about. Well, I just want to know briefly: Do you love it? Do you like it? Is it okay? So far, I really, really like it. I think uh, I, I I need more time with it. I you know the you only need to grow to love it. Yeah, and I think only playing Zelda on it is one thing, but there's you know the whole elements of learning the game, learning the, the the way the controller works, and uh, using it portably. I played it portably on my couch, but I didn't like take it out of the apartment or anything like that. Okay, um, it's really sleek and it's really uh, like even like the UI is really really. Uh, simple and that is a good thing great um, but I, I think there's just more to come like there, there are so many elements of you know the nintendo eShop and the the virtual console games that they haven't added in yet so i'm you know still still waiting you know if they say all the things that i bought on my other systems uh carry over then i'm i'm in 100 percent. but I'm, I'm still uh you know I, i'm enjoying it for zelda it's it's gorgeous so it i'm enjoying it so far I'm really glad you're liking it because that you're like I was a little bit worried that this was going to be like another Nintendo situation, but I'm glad you love it and I can't wait to talk about it at a later date. Yeah, we'll, we'll back talk to the more prescient yeah. topic. Yeah. Standing right now, as of I think three hours ago, uh, deadline or AP, eighty-five point five million dollars for opening weekend That's for right. Logan, the final entry uh, in uh, Hugh Jackman's run as the you know Logan uh, Howlett or Wolverine character from the X-Men uh, comics franchise you know from growing up. Um, I got to see it last night with my brother. Um, in Washington, D.C., no reserved seating, traditional theater, packed, jam-packed. Oh, yeah. Second row, looking up at the screen. Um, first off the bat, I loved it. I loved it way more than 
Batman vs. Superman by far right now. Like, walking out of the theater, like, Batman vs. Superman, I was expecting to cry. I was hoping that Zack Snyder could have fucking worked something out where, like, you know, views, reviews aside, that I would have gone and have been like, oh, shit, he killed Superman. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to cry now. Like, no, 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 no. Twice in this movie. Yes. So, like, when... You well, know, spoilers. spoilers, everybody. Okay, so spoilers. We're going into full, oh, full shit. spoilers. spoilers. There's a lot be... of crazy things happening. You can't, you can't listen to this until you've seen it. Yeah, you have to go see not. it, then listen to it because you're, you're gonna hate yourself. It's horrible. Yes. Okay, but uh, let's let's unpack. Like, there is definitely two major moments where the, I think both of us roll tears. I, yeah, seriously. totally, you know, totally cried uh, um, when Professor X dies. Yep. That whole sequence. Before it even you even know what's going on, I was like, "Oh my god!" It's so emotional. It's such a heavy scene because he's coming to terms with what he did because his body's deteriorating, and it's very strongly implied that he killed a, a mass vast, amount of people. A mass amount of people, probably a lot of the X Men, and a lot of people that he cared about. But you know, did he really understand that at the time? Or you know, I think it's something that, as his mind is going, you know, it, it just it is a very sad scene, and then just. The way it culminates, you think he's talking to Logan, but you find out he's not. No. And then no. he, and then he, you know, he gets stabbed and oh, ultimately man. passes. Uh, but that was, yeah, that was a big, big moment. Oh my yeah. god, crush! And like, I was, I was hoping for like, you know, kind of quiet, dignified, a K two S O, you know, ending sure. for for Professor X, go down in a hail of gunfire. Sure. You know, something like that. We both, I think, kind of going into this, you knew no. Neither of them were coming back out of it. I agree. They I... wanted to take their final swan song. It was amazing. Uh, but um, I cried even harder at the end. Totally. Like, so, you know, we'll get into the plot and, you know, all the sequential universe stuff. But to talk about the final end of this movie, um, when they are set, when uh, Laura, X-23, what have you. Yeah turns the cross to the X. Oh my god. And she's giving this like beautiful speech to these new young, you know, mutants, kids, children yeah. mutants. Yeah. And and not mutants of, you know, your traditional exp- experience, mutants that have been genetically created, modified right. for their specific powers to do what they specifically do. And she gives this beautiful heartfelt like speech to the other kids who live in the fantasy comic book world of the X-Men that they totally. perceive. And it's just, it, oh my God. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for me, like the, the last couple of minutes of the movie was just very emotional. Like, uh, obviously you, you've got the fight going on and, you know, Will, you're sort of assuming that he's not going to survive as he's trying to protect right. Laura and these kids. And, you know, his moment where he, he gets Superman, basically, yeah, he yeah, gets yeah. stabbed through. Uh, and he says uh, something to the effect of, so this is what it feels like. And, you know, that, just, like, he's almost 200 years old. Like, he's had oh, such a crazy he, life. he's lived his, he's done all of the Wolverine is done. Yeah. And, and so, he looks at Laura and he's like, so, and like, okay, when you, when he said, so this is what this feels like, mm-hmm. do you I think he's talking about love or do you think he's talking about death? I think it's actually a little bit of both. That's a good point. Um, because I think throughout this movie, there's a lot of him coming to terms with his death because he's right. dying um, and you know he, he doesn't really he feels pain but you know throughout this movie more so than than he had in the past and so I think there's probably an allusion to that but you know the fact that he's also 
now has this daughter figure and has you know a, a new love for someone but you know it, he says earlier in the movie that he he's afraid to get too close to people because all the people close to him end up dying um, sure so i think it's also that sort of reverse you know where someone that he cares about and she knows that she he knows she cares about him a lot right so it's sort of the reverse of the way he's felt over all the years you know with jean gray and the other character uh from, uh, Wolverine, and you but. can so see it with Wolverine in this in these moments because unlike all these other you know film franchises, like it's just been Hugh aging, yep. growing with the role, learning, doing different things, and you know portraying this character who is who's really lost way more than you know think about like Batman or Spider Man, you know the the people that they lose close to them like. Fucking Logan Wolverine loses everybody. Oh, and yeah. at this point, he's lost everyone you know and yes. love in the X-Men traditional universe. Yeah, and it's crazy, because, you know, just sort of side note, like, he turns to a character, Caliban, that, right. like, is virtually not a part of the core universe movies until Apocalypse. Right. And, like, this is just someone, and you know, they don't even meet in that movie. So you realize that the mutant universe has become so small. And that he is is reaching out to these people to help him and help Professor X, mm-hmm. and it, it's just it's crazy how how far he's come. But I, I agree. I think that that death scene for me was really emotional. But like that final final moment where there's the the cross on his grave, and she starts to walk away, and goes back and picks it up and makes it an X. I was just bawling. And then it's cut to credits. And it's like, the uh, lights come on. I'm looking at my friend Danny. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's just so emotional. <laughs> I can't contain myself. But, uh, so, needless to say, we both really like this movie. I think there's still more to unpack. But is there anything that you didn't like? Uh, oh, a few things. But really small. I was hoping for a cable cameo. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was going to be par for the course. Okay. Um, I thought that, um, dude, the Johnny Cash Hurt trailer is, like, emotional as fuck. Oh, yeah. I was, again, with the comic movies, I was hoping for some really kick-ass music. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they did okay. You know, I, I thought it was right. okay. Like, it wasn't it wasn't memorable. It didn't have any Deadpool kind of moments. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was it was yeah. good. I, I agree with you with the music, uh, especially with that trailer. It really evoked the oh my god the, the tone the movie was going for and you get that but you you know there wasn't anything like that throughout I mean the no. soundtrack was just sort of yeah what was it, it exactly it wasn't it didn't grab me and maybe you know looking back at it a second time I'll, you'll think differently but. sure uh, but other than that um, I think uh, what you know you know other things that the, other things that they could have done missed opportunities um, you know. I think that there's so much clouded exposition regarding the universe that they're in. Totally. That they don't make it clear. No. So, so like, at, at no point in time is it really ever fully revealed what happened or what happens. No. Which is fine. I'm okay with a, with a mystery box, JJ. But like, let me <laughs> let let me get the let me understand a, a, a bit. Like, give me. Give us the, the understanding, right. or am I wrong? And it, like like you said, which I didn't think about, did Professor X in his aging when he first started his you know 
uh, spiral with these new kinds of powers I didn't know that Professor X even had. Right. Um, is that is that it? Like so that that kind of part of it, I think is the is is you know I and and to and everybody else who's listening out there and they're like oh my god but they give all the exposition away in superhero movies. This is a time where you didn't need it. It's just about Wolverine. That's true. You're 100 percent right. I understand you and I feel you. But I think that the 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 major issues that we have already within the X Men universe is that none of these things uh, need to be connected anymore. And that's what you know, you know, more so where we're going to go to. I think next. But do do you agree? Do did you miss it? Did you want it back? Or do you feel like no, like well, this is it? So here's what I, what I think. Uh, you know, a movie like X Men Apocalypse. You know that this is in the timeline right after Days of Future Past. Like we're moving with those characters, with the actors uh, that played, you know, the young Professor X and Magneto, um, and so you've got that sort of given that you know where this fits in, um, and you know. But on the opposite side, a movie like Deadpool, you've got virtually no clue, like because they. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Um, and and then this movie as well. Like these are all movies that take place post Days of Future Past, which supposedly just threw everything out the window. Um, I, I would have liked some sort of reference. I, you know, I, I I think as we get down the line, there there's evidence for both the original timeline and both the yeah. alternate timeline. Totally. Um, so we we can see where it fits. So. I'm just going to one other sort of thing that isn't necessarily that much of a gripe. Like, I really liked Laura. I thought she was a really cool character. Okay. And I thought that the actress did a really good job for the most part. Um, and I thought it was effective that she didn't speak through a lot of the movie. And then you it's revealed that she mostly speaks Spanish. And But I, I just had some issues with the way that that they cut it with the, the audio in the first couple of fight scenes with her. Mm-hmm. Um, like, she was really badass, and, like, her claws and, you know, her foot claws is really cool. It's yeah. the screaming. And, like, it's just it a little off-putting. It just doesn't sound like it's coming out of her, and she's got, like, the look on her face. It just it took me out of it a little bit. Okay. Um, so, and I think, again, that's mostly probably an editing thing. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, they could have done... Her, maybe maybe the way she was acting it didn't come out the right way, so she, they tried to do it again in the studio. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. I mean, but virtually not much else to gripe about. Yeah. Um. Okay. I had this thought, and then we'll get into the continuity discussion, which is uh, pertinent on any Long Lost Heroes podcast. Of course. Uh, the um. Uh, okay. So X twenty three Laura. All right. So like. Here's something I was thinking. I was walking out of the movie theater, and my little brother, and I was like, "So they gave her the eleven treatment, yeah. in so many words. The eleven, 11 is Stranger a character things. from Stranger Things. It, it's a great series. If you haven't watched it, please watch it. It's great. It's, awesome. it's amazing. Ha- having said that, the main character Eleven is a girl who, you know, kind of, uh, you know, seems totally um, awkward and doesn't really talk and kind of grew up different. Because she is a you know a uh, a child who's been through a significant amount of brainwashing right. and government corporate manipulation. There's like there's a lot similar. About there's this a there's guys. a lot similar. So and then I was like the eleven treatment, and then I'm like eleven. Like 
maybe they got 11 from X23. And there, it's a reverse. And they flipped us. It's because 11 comes out last summer, and this comes out now. A character who's been in X-Men comics continuity for a, a minute. Yeah. So I think that it's interesting that they did what they did with her. Um, Ryan said, Ryan Sherman, my brother, he said that uh, she could have talked maybe you know, 45 minutes into the movie, it, you would have still felt the absence of her speaking. Sure. But then there would have been a minute for her and Logan to really have some kind of cool conversation. I like, but I do like how Logan addresses her. It yeah. reminded me um, in a lot of ways of, uh, this is going to sound bad, but uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character in uh pulp fiction when they pull the shirt out and they put him in the car marvin Marvin, when (laughs) he's treating him as he is treating her as if he is a wolverine character so he's not talking nice to her talking down to her he immediately sees the connections and he immediately's like, who are you? What are you doing? Why are you me? Right, exactly. (laughs) And, you know, he... And you also got to think, like, Logan is at the end of his days of living 200 plus years. Like, he's he's been around for a minute. Yeah. You know? So, with all that, you know, he's trying to cooperate with her. Um, I thought the fight choreography with her was fucking ridiculous. Oh, She's yeah. amazing. I'm down to see her again. I like the idea of her as, you know, the leader of these, like, new kid, new mutants. I am so down with that. Yeah. Um, they do not need to recast her for a new movie. Just wait a few years. Yeah. You know, yeah. like... like She's young. She's she young. Can... Those kids are young. Like, and they can all be more or less replaced. I'm sorry, kids and Logan, but Laura is could really have a significant career here because the way she was fighting and going you know toe-to-toe with Hugh Jackman crazy actor yeah she pulled it off you know totally you get you got her you got her character and and like I think for me throughout the movie like like I said I was concerned at the beginning when you see her fight and you hear her growl or whatever Uh, but she was one that grew throughout this movie and her performance grew that by the end, with her speech and the way that she was reacting to Logan's death, I was feeling for her, and I I, I thought she did a great job in that in that mm-hmm. final scene. Um, she was amazing. She she was. Uh, now, it's, it's, talking about her, like while we're on the topic Laura. of Laura, um, I I agree with you. I think they could use her in the future, but the problem is she exists in this mutantless universe of you know no no more professor x no more traditional x-men team logan's gone so but they were about to meet all those mutants on the other side of the border sure but so like i'm no i i think i could be down for that because that's something new that we haven't seen and like you never see the thing about x-men especially um the early aught movies is the main characters like Rogue and Iceman, like they're like kids, like, and that's what X Men is really like. The 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 the, 
uh, TV show, the animated series, was really yeah. about. Like, they're kids in fucking school, and, like, you have Professor X, and he's the teacher, but he's also the leader. Like, yeah. th- like they are young. Like, there could be other mutants we don't know about that have also survived sure. or also out there. Or there maybe there's someone that we do know that we didn't realize survived. Right, exactly. Um, and, you know, that, that could be something. I, I'm, I think I'm, down, I'm down for that world, but if they didn't... You know, okay with that too. Yeah, I I think it would be a missed opportunity to not use her again. Um, But I think the context needs to be right because unless they 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 connect it some way to the new mutants like series of rumors of uh, having Maisie Williams as Wolf Spain and and some other uh, have some name actors and actresses attached to that series and also have Laura. I think you got money and it's going to be great. I'm just concerned that I don't know if she can carry her own movie even no, in a few but, years. But, th- but that's X-Men. You never have to give any one of them their own movie sure. except if you're Wolverine. Sure. So, you know, back to Wolverine and the, you know, one of the major topics on our show, the continuity. What we what what makes sense, what is happening. We, we are continuity critics. I continuity mean, critics. Sure. I mean, we, even on our Batman, Lego even Batman, on the Batman uh, movie, we, we have... A lot to say about this sort of thing. So, okay, to unpack it, so, at a given, this movie takes place in, in 2029, 2029, which is further in the future than any of the other movies that, in the X-Men universe so far. So, there are two options for where this movie actually fits. There's the original movie timeline, which is X1, X2, X3. Uh, retconned into Days of Future Past. Sure. And then I believe the Wolverine that movie also takes place in that, that continuity. Okay, you're you're because, you're correct. The Wolverine Days of Future Past, and and I guess the X Men Origins movie. And so the, yeah, the thing, we'll count we'll count that as well. The interesting thing is that nobody will nobody will speak of that ever again after Logan. No, no, for sure not. But I think in uh, Days of Future Past they really tried to wipe out the Origins movie, but. Mm-hmm. This movie kind of reconnected it back in because there is a little bit of a MacGuffin in this movie, and it's the adamantium bullet that Logan carries with him. And he's like, I'm not exactly even sure why, but it's mainly because he's thought about killing himself because of the pain he's going through. But that is the bullet that he was shot with at the end of X-Men Origins by Stryker, I guess, when he lost his memory. Oh, so, shit, wait, is that what they've really been saying about I, this? That's the way I took it, because there... That, is that, is that, that's news broken, because that, that makes sense. That's well, your continuity hole. That's right. The, like, where else would there have been an adamantium bullet? That, that's where the, else? That's the only time that we've heard of one, oh, and so shit. that's when he gets shot, and he loses his memory. Now, like, if he only, like, I guess back then he got shot, he loses his memory, and now if he tried to shoot himself, would he actually die? I guess the argument could be made that he's much older and he's been poisoned and like his body's not recovering the same way. But, so I think that's why it, it connects it to that movie. Um, it virtually ignores the Wolverine, I, I would say. I, it's been a while since I've seen that one, but I don't yeah. think of anything really putting that together. Um, so at the, but hold on, at the sure. end of the Wolverine, Wolf, uh, our character Logan, he gives up the adamantium, right? Yeah, because at the end of that movie is when he sees Professor X and Magneto recruiting him in to help them for Days, Days of Future, Future Past. Past. And but, but 
Yeah, this is why it gets so fuzzy because then he goes back in time. Into in Days of Future it, Past, right. and he has his bone claws still. That's He's before got the adamantium is, uh, quote unquote, given in. Right. Which we then see in Apocalypse. So that's retconned now for perpetuity. Yeah, and then at the end of Days of, Days of Future Past, if I remember correctly, he has the claw. The he, had he has the adamantium claws. So it, it's. Or the adamantium overlay of his skeleton. Yeah, so it's sort of. So it's it could, it could, Yeah, it's here. Yeah. <laughs> so it could be at the. Way past the events of Days of Future Past, where everyone's happy-go-lucky and that something happened, um, or it could be in the original timeline, somewhere after the events of The Last Stand and The Wolverine. Um, okay. I, I think it's definitely confusing. Uh, you know, I, I think the thing that we're going to come away from this is that it doesn't matter and that it's just a great story. Um, but there, it's interesting that they have to reference certain things throughout the past. Like they reference the fact that Empire he's State loved and lost, and you know he's lost. Oh, the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, and they, they reference Statue of Liberty, and they, which you know, in the new timeline with uh, uh, Sophie Turner and and the new Cyclops, sure. like, are we supposed to believe that the Statue of Liberty events end up happening fifteen years later? I don't know, but okay. Uh, so, you know, I don't want to. I like that you. Days. I like that you laid it all out. <laughs> it, I, I appreciate that you you put all the toys out on the rug. We try. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to arrange them. Okay. Okay. I think that what could be done, and I think what could be very smart of X Men, um, is to go after Cable at some point mm-hmm. and use Cable to fuck with the timeline completely. Oh yeah. Um, so I am so down to see whatever retcon they want to do with that going forward. So uh, let me just pause you right there. In your showing, did you have the, the Deadpool tease? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Can we just talk about that for a second? Because yeah, yeah, sure. So yes. I think it's really funny. Everyone's gonna. Everyone loved it. I'm sure. Everyone loved it. It's funny because leading into this movie, there was rumors that they would have a post-credit scene but then they denied it denied it denied it but this is really what was added to the movie there is reference to uh to cable nathan summers in mm-hmm. it but there's also logan posters all over uh there's a movie showing for logan so that the deadpool universe is sort of like it's hanging, out, always, there in the wind, it's yeah. hanging out there in the wind as always it sort of breaks the fourth wall but yeah i mean they're referencing Cable, they're gonna bring him in, so I, I I totally see that they can just mess everything up and have him jumping around through time. They could uh, put Bishop back in there, mm-hmm. get a small role in Days of Future Past. So I I'm all for that because that's the way it is in the comics. It yeah. doesn't make sense. It doesn't have to make sense, and it doesn't have to. You just gotta go in as long as the story's good. I'm, I'm I really I listen 20th Century Fox. I hope that you're listening. Right now, I really want you guys to take a, make a cable movie at some point when you can. And, and they're talking about X Force. So. And they're talking. If you're talking about X Force, you could talk about Cable and fuck with the timeline, please. please. That will help everyone. It, yeah. But, instead of trying to repair it, make it worse, make and it, then then it explains everything. Fine. <laughs> uh, but living in the reality we are now, sure. I'm gonna try to string it together again. Back to the continuity issue. All right. So what I think we see at the end of Days of Future Past, right? So Logan goes in to meet with, you know, Professor X. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I've been waiting for you. Like, I've been waiting to talk to you about this for such a long time. 
So, like, yeah. at this point in the universe, James McAvoy Xavier lives with inside Patrick Stewart Xavier and had all those experiences with Wolverine. Yeah. But what happened between when uh, Logan met Professor X is now really up for grabs within reason that it didn't happen so, so different from the original X-Men movies we all know and understand. Yeah. So, having said that, it could be said that it uh, Logan talking with Professor X at the end of that movie, Yeah. they then go through. Logan tells Professor X everything that happened in the old universe. Sure. They then continue their, you know, um, uh, relationship. You know, he, they're, they're at the mansion. Timeline-changing event. We don't know what it is yet. Sure. But timeline-changing event, Logan's universe. Okay. okay. Then you have, you know, uh, everybody else in, in that X world, you know, I think can live simultaneously with Deadpool in the present day for argument's sake. So that gives Deadpool his free reign to do whatever he wants. Right. And then you also now have the introduction of Cable to come, who's going to mess with the timeline as we know. But what's really crucial here is the new X-Men Young movies with Sophie Turner and McAvoy and Fassbender and the like yeah. that we think are, which we know are continuing on. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we spoke previously on our show about the potential of a Doc, Dark Phoenix saga. Redo. Redo. <laughs> reboot. Whatever. Uh, um. Yeah, this would make sense there. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I think that it also could be very possible for uh, Hugh in the future if he wanted to cameo in those movies. Absolutely, and I see no reason why he can't because there have been movies where he has just cameoed right in the past. And I, so, like, he doesn't, he doesn't need to look jacked, right? Jackman. Right. He, he just needs to, like, if he's sitting in a bar and tells, uh. McAvoy and Fastbender, fuck you again. That's fine because That's then fine. everyone's gonna lose their minds. But uh, you know, I think he totally could. And like, even pay if, him all the money for one time. Pay him all the money. Exactly. And he doesn't need to open the claws. Like, no, they, they don't need to do any special effects. All he needs to do is, is show the damn sideburns, and he's done. And like, uh, you know, I, I think in Apocalypse. So if we're to believe that that timeline, basically, he's picked up from the river in, in the 70s after Correct. he's thrown down there, then he's taken by Mystique and Striker or whatever, something, something, something. So about, so he would, I give them five years to play with him because we know that Apocalypse is in 83 because of Return of the Jedi. Yep, yep. Even though they cut that. <sighs> but, <laughs> but if, if we're supposed to believe that that timeline's going to continue and they're going to do maybe the Dark Phoenix in, he could show up there as you know something pre-statue of liberty events totally and um, and you don't need to give him yellow spandex you don't need to do anything all he needs to do is exist in that universe mm -hmm. fox you pay him all the money and that's it nobody is expecting him to lead another x-men movie no ever no. again Be no and what's really kind of what was interesting in the box office is that i don't think an x-men movie has ever broken a hundred hundred million in a weekend ever. That's you know that's something because that I think like out, even but... like Days of Future Past like ah, you know that one might have done it uh, because 
Apocalypse, I don't think did. Uh, and any of the other core, at least from the the main core franchise. And this this is probably the most that any of the Wolverine movies have, have done. Now, but Deadpool, Deadpool, what was like nine ninety four? So Deadpool opening weekend was one hundred and thirty two. Okay. X Men Last Stand, X Men Three, which I believe we saw together at Elwood. You remember that? No, that was you like remember? eleven years ago. So that was like me, you. I, I think Doug was there. Okay. I think like it was we all got ripped and went to Elwood. Could be. Um, uh, that's number two at one hundred and two million. Then close second. Uh, well, not close. Ten million dollars less. Days of Future Past, ninety. X Men Two, eighty-five five. X Men uh, Wolverine, eighty-five flat. Sure. But this movie to do eighty-five five means that Wolverine can top it, but he doesn't go above eighty-five mil. Like that's it. That's no. his section well, of the population. And the thing is that this movie, they reduce their audience by making it rated R. And sure, like, but it needed to. Be. You're you're right. Oh man, I and mean, we can talk about the the R stuff in a minute. But I, I think having a restrict. You know, the funny thing about this, like, and AJ mentioned his showing. I was also in a completely sold out theater at uh, seven o'clock on a Friday. We had reserved seats, which was awesome. But I was sitting next to probably a twelve year old with his dad. But you know, sure, sure, he was, sure. He was freaking out through most of it. He was like. Like, I don't know if he had seen it earlier, but he, like, knew everything. It was really cool. But, yeah, you, you lose a lot of the people. Uh, it's definitely not a family-friendly X-Men movie to, to make all that extra money. But, you know, like, we're, like we're showing, there's not that much more wiggle room for those other movies. So, the fact that well, it, it did, did this better well. than it did better than The Wolverine. Sure. Um, it didn't, uh, and it did about as good as the original X-Men Origins Wolverine, which is a surprise, but I think... Well, that, you know what? That movie came out at a time when people really were hungry they to were. see a, a Wolverine prequel. They, I think you're right. That you know, that was the... So that came out... Fourth, this comes out in uh, 2009. Uh, yeah, 2009, May 1st. So great that, date. Great date. Great. That's a year after Iron Man comes out, and so everything started to change, and everyone was like, okay, well, we want to see... Sure. And there was also rumors of... Uh, an Origins Magneto movie, which became First Class. Right. So I think you're right. There, there was definitely an, an itch for like, why was, why does he have the adamantium skeleton? He lost his memories. We want to hear all about that. Now it didn't stick the landing, unfortunately. But I think a lot of people went out and saw that movie, obviously. Um, which is, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, also looking here, like X Men Apocalypse, sixty five million opening weekend. That's that's not good. I, mean, I think I think it was Memorial Weekend too, and yeah. you know they have the extra day there, but. I mean, the thing is, at this point in 2000... The original X-Men in 2000, yeah. 54 million opening weekend. Which is probably, like, standard writ for superhero movies at that time. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean that's before Spider-Man. Yeah, it's pre-Spider-Man. It's pre-Spider-Man, and it's pre-all the other Fox fuck-ups, and it's uh, after Batman Forever and Batman Robin. So sure. it's like, that actually is a pretty good number to considering. Um but you know, I think uh, this one, I think this one will have legs. It's got a lot of competition this month. Uh, you've got Power Rangers. You've got Kong. Like, I'm telling you, Power Rangers is going to flop. We don't even need to worry about. Ugh, it. Yeah. But I think, but I think there's 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 a market that I think over. the R-rated market suppresses the amount of people who are going to go see this movie. Sure. So like, it I think it will have a good weekend next weekend. I think it will too, and I think 
it'll ultimately make a good amount of money. I think it could, it could totally beat out Kong. Kong comes out this weekend, it, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, so it'll beat out Kong, definitely. But, yeah. I, I Especially know. after the critical success. Yeah. I think the thing is that where most of these uh, superhero movies, we look at them and we say, how much did it make? Blah, 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 blah. Is it going to get a sequel? We know this one is done. So, like, it's going to make a bunch of money and Fox is going to be happy and it's going to solidify the fact that they can do rated R movies, that they can have solo movies with a compelling character, um, and that, you know, but that like, they have... How on, God, how on God's green earth does Deadpool get $132 million in February? Valentine's Day weekend. It, well, and that one had a brilliant marketing campaign. Do you think that t- today's numbers could really change? Because ZB, I just talked to him before talking to you. Yeah. He is out. He was online to go see Logan, and he usually never sees no. the superhero movies. But he would like he everyone we all love Hugh. That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so well, I don't. I hope that the numbers go up. I hope that it's a little bit higher. I think I think it will be higher after today for sure. But uh, I don't think it's going to get anywhere close to Deadpool. I think Deadpool had such a hype around it that it was like this movie that was in development hell for so long. You had the the terrible version of Deadpool in X-Men Origins Wolverine and Ryan Reynolds came out and said that and was like, we're going to do it right. And so, and then for some reason, he's got a huge following in the comics. Right. So I think a lot of people really, really wanted to see I, that Well, movie. I think that Deadpool like speaks very nicely to the elder demographic of comic readers and that he breaks the fourth wall, he yeah. curses, he's oh, yeah. talking about sex and stuff and yeah. weed and... Like he's he's doing those things that like a teenage boy, teenage person wants to read, yeah. And uh, you know, uh, put it on screen, and it was a good movie. And it, it okay. Simple, so like the wall. rated Rness of Wolverine. All right, let's unpack it. Uh, okay, so the first few minutes when Hugh Jackman just keeps saying "fuck," well, I'm yeah. like, "Whoa!" Like, hold on here, Scooter. <laughs> yeah. But then I'm like, but he said "fuck off." In first class, yeah. So he gets to say "fuck" for perpetuity, like he can. He he get like so. After I saw that, I'm like, oh, that makes much more sense for his character to be cursing, especially now at this point in his life. Oh yeah, and he's he's old and grumpy, and I mean, in the comics, it's he's definitely a little bit more gruff than, than right. he has been in, in, in the I movies. Think the real interesting thing is the way that Professor X. I don't know. Did he actually say fuck? But I know he definitely said shit, and he was definitely totally said fuck. He was definitely uh, he said more fuck mouthy. It. Yeah, way more mouthy than he. He was not his regal normal self. No. Um, but so that was that was interesting. But then obviously the violence of it was really graphic at times. Like I don't know how many times people were stabbed through the head, heads chopped off. Uh, limbs chopped off, like it was very bloody. Beautiful blood spatter. Oh yeah. Whoever did that for this movie, like they did a great job because yeah. what it didn't look like three hundred, it yeah. looked real, like and it looked like the kind of arterial spray yeah. you could imagine from somebody who's getting their fucking uh, jugular slashed by three adamantium pieces of steel cutting through their sure. neck at like yeah. forty five miles an hour from yeah. fucking Wolverine. Like I get it. Like yeah. like that was. Solid, like, yeah, and it, they needed to show all that. Like they, they needed to make. They were making this movie more grounded in reality. Like there's not a lot of superpowers. You know, you don't even see him 
feeling all that much. Well, he's not at that point. Yeah. I love the joke at the beginning of the movie, or I guess the running joke through this movie was like his claws didn't come out. And yeah. I'm like, oh, he can't get it up. <laughs> like, That's hilarious. Yeah, he's got uh, performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, so like <laughs> I, I loved it. Um, I thought that that like um, like to see him struggling, it felt a lot. Yeah. Like the Dark Knight Rises, yeah. in a lot of parts where you you're seeing your your hero. your hero really fucking get the fuck beat out of him in the in that first fight scene in the movie, like oh yeah, oh man, um, I, I dug it, I, I I dug that part, and I think that if even if what we said about the continuity is not done, like even if they don't fuck with Cable, I think this movie sits on its own, perfectly, yeah. beautifully, happily, yeah. Forever, like, um, and that's what's like kind of the gift out of it. You know, it it's it's sweet, it's super dramatic, but it's uh, it's also really really funny at times. It has the imagery is gorgeous. Absolutely. Have you seen? Have you noticed? Um, I follow Hugh Jackman online, but like, if you noticed, people keep doing Logan murals in Australia. Okay. People keep painting the sun setting behind, like, Wolverine with his claws out and the suit jacket. Yeah, 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 yeah. People keep doing that. That's really cool. Like, he's, he must be such a, like, he's totally Australia's Batman. Oh, yeah. Like, for, for forever. Yeah, forever. Yeah. Um, I, I think that that's awesome, man. And he doesn't, he doesn't get enough credit. And I think this is a place where he, Hugh Jackman, as an actor, really shines and gets to do things he's yeah. never gotten to do right. in other X-Men movies. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, the other X-Men movies, he is violent and he's brutal. Uh, but this one, you really get that berserker rage coming at it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Like, like it, it made me think of a lot of the times when I've read it in the comics. Like, in, like he's got almost, like, fangs and, like, like, a saliva going in the comic. And, like, I almost expected that, like, as we were going through. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. not the fangs, but, like, he is just, like... He's, he's at another level of brutality and that animalistic instinct is taking over him. Right. Um, and, and you even, you see that come out in Laura, too. Like, she got, got that trait for sure. Yeah. Um, now, I, I, I don't even, uh, you know, sometimes uh, some of the violence in, in TV and movies is overdone. And, you know, even me personally, sometimes I don't even need that. But this one, I felt like it was necessary. And um, I... I didn't take me out of it. It wasn't off-putting. It was, like you said, you've got a guy with metal claws coming out of his hands, and he's killing people. And you know, where in the previous movies they cut away, you don't see it. Well, they, they, they cut they... away, but they also do it cute. Like his yeah. his claws always go all the way through someone. Yeah. You know, and there's never a lot of spray. He doesn't cut people's heads off or limbs. Right. You know, he's not slashing at them. Yeah. You know, he's really kind of fighting more in his, you know, quote-unquote martial arts yeah. stylings. Yeah. Um, you know, that part is, is really sweet. I, I, I don't think he needs to—I don't think that Wolverine needs to say fuck to be cool. I thought it was cool that he got to, like, have his movie yeah. to say fuck. Like, he got to have something that Batman will never get to be able to do. Yeah, that's true. That, like, there's never going to be a Ben Affleck Batman movie where Batman gets to say, fuck you to someone, ever. No. That's, that, like, that's never going to happen. And it would be so cool if they did that, because and everyone would, like, freak out. There is that story, like, of John Peters, you know, the old pr producer of the first Batman movie. Sure. He talks about it in Schnepp's movie, and he's like, 
I wanted the opening of the movie when he meets the guy. He's like, I'm Batman, motherfucker. Like, because mm-hmm. he, like, everyone would have lost their shit. And yeah. you could have got, you can get one fuck off in a PG-13 movie. That's true. So, I, I think that that would have been awesome. Uh, but maybe he couldn't have gotten away with the motherfucker. Ultimately, the studio decided against it. But, like, the you'll never see that from Batman. You're never going to see them say fuck in a Marvel movie, in a Disney Marvel movie. Absolutely not. They're never going to do that. Well, they're probably never going to make an R movie. They'll never make an R-rated movie. I don't think so either. I don't either. think they will. Um, so, the, I mean... Who, who would the, who, but, like, is, is Daredevil R-rated? No. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know I, if a Punisher series well, would be that much more brutal than the Daredevil series. No, I mean, I don't think it is, especially season two of Daredevil, where Punisher's in it. I mean... That show is very violent and very bloody. That, like, that, I mean, maybe not quite Logan level, but I think if that came out in theaters, it'd be rated, rated R. It would totally be rated R in a theater, yes. But, uh, you know, I, I think, yeah, this is too another. They thing. also, but they, you know what, also, you tr- you trim it up, you cut it a different way. Like, yeah. it's PG-13 because it doesn't have any nudity or boobs. And this movie had boobs. It had I love. I love that it had boobs in it. More movies should have boobs in them. <laughs> I, I don't understand why... Boobs went away in movies. Yeah. Um, so, okay. The, I think we kind of covered the, the R stuff. Um, I, I kind of want to touch on the characters a little bit more. Sure, so, yeah. Um, before we get to Professor X, because I think there's still a lot to say about him, what did you think about the villains? This movie had almost Marvel Disney villains. It had villains that were interesting to watch, but I never felt at all empathetic to their character. Right. Or, like, I didn't understand where they were really coming from ever. Right. And it just felt like, first of all, I don't know who the Reavers are. So, like, it was cool that they all had, like, metal arms and shit. And if somebody could have been like, oh, the Reavers, they're like, these guys, you know, they have metal arms. Great. That's all I needed. Yeah. But, like, no. And then, okay, so did you check or do we check the Mr. – is it Mr. Sinister, the ultimately the bad guy? In this movie? I don't think so. Right. It doesn't seem like it. And wasn't that what was teased at the end of Apocalypse? I think so, but I think that might be more for the next movie in that series. Sure. But I agree. I thought that them teasing Mr. Sinister then was... You for know, Logan. For Logan, because that was the next one coming out, and that there was like, they're getting his genetic material. Now, if Mr. Sinister got everyone's genetic material... And that's why they were able to create Laura, the other mutants. Well, I take for granted that the world has access to Wolverine's genes. Like, yeah, fine. Yeah, I mean, everyone's DNA is everywhere. Like, especially if you're just trying to find a mutant. Well, not even slit someone's throat. No, not even that. Like, Alkali Lake has his blood. It's true. Done. Yeah. Period. End of story. They have that. Um, here's the thing. I think that uh. For this, you know, I, I didn't get, I think what, what they did, I think what they did, um, I'm sorry, it's just hard to put into a sentence. <laughs> I think that Fox took a page out of Marvel Disney's yeah. notebook yeah. and said, you know what, the villains in X-Men are pretty well defined as you know them so far. Yeah. There's really very few. In the, in the movies that they've done so far. Right. Um, but, uh, maybe the key to a really amazing superhero movie is not going balls deep on a villain. 
Right. Maybe it's what doing what Marvel Disney does and do character development. Yeah. And do ca- and character arcs and complete a story of the main character who has been at the center. He's not necessarily at the center of the comics. No, he's for not. For X-Men. Like, he's, uh, he's in and out, you know? Yeah. And uh, the way that it's been set up, it's... Wolverine is the fucking straw that stirs the drink for the X-Men franchise. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm sure some of them are probably, uh, the, ex- the Fox execs at this point are probably nervous to move forward without him. But, you know, he really is the center of the movies so far. And, like, to, you know, some comic fans, uh, you know, hesitation and frustration. They wish that characters like Cyclops and some of the others that have never even appeared in, in the uh, in the movies, Gambit, Gambit has been totally shafted, and you know they, whatever's happening with the Chang Caden movie, we don't know. We but, don't know. We um, don't know. Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, I think you're right. Character development in this movie was hugely important, um, and they did a really good job. And there was more that I think. I think if the villain you trade it movie, off, you trade it off. Like you can you can either develop a beautiful villain, mm-hmm. the original 1989 Batman. The Dark Knight, uh, uh, Thor, Loki in yep. Thor. Like yep. you take two movies, you build him up. Yep. Like those kind of really great villains. Yeah, you know. It also, be in in. I haven't read Old Man Logan. Have you read it to completion? No. Okay, but so like I know from like looking online, like there's a big part of it with Hulk. Yeah, there's a lot of IP that they don't have access to. No. To complete this, you know, in canon. Which we all accept. Right. Yeah, like in the Old Man Logan comic book, it's uh, him and Hawkeye, a blind Hawkeye, going on a road trip. I can't believe it's a blind Hawkeye. It, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, I don't know. The, but, like, they, they took elements of that story and they made it a road trip movie. They made it have a purpose. Um, and, I, you know, I, I don't know. I assume maybe Old Man Logan dies in the end of that comic. But, you know, that obviously he did in this movie. Right. Um, I thought the road trip element was cool. I, I, it was really... Uh, interesting had elements of Mad Max to me, where it was you had the oh, yeah. desert feeling. They're driving in the car, like that car fight scene. Was did you see cool. Hell or High Water this year? I did not. Okay, it's a really kick-ass movie. You should totally watch it. It felt a lot like the modern western. We don't mm-hmm. have horses, so it's cars. It's car right. chases and cars driving around in mm-hmm. you know abject desert. And I thought that that totally worked. It's it, they took another. I think I'm not. I don't want to be an asshole, but like. To, it's another thing I think Fox took out of Marvel Disney's playbook was genre. They're yeah. like superhero road movie. Yeah. You know, Slash Western-ish. Superhero thriller movie. Yep. Superhero heist movie. Yeah. Superhero space opera. Yeah. You have to diversify. They do. Because superhero movies are You can't just have there. superhero origin stories. No. And obviously this one was very far from an origin story and they didn't need one. Um, I mean, so like, okay... We have to talk about X-Men Origins, I think, a bit. Um, so I've only seen this movie a few times. I know I didn't see it in theaters. I know I didn't see it in theaters, but I've seen it a few times. Um, it's, dude, there are parts of that movie that, like, hurt to watch. Like, the, like I mean, Deadpool aside, um, the love interest is mm-hmm. fucking not even a little bit important mm-hmm. or a main character. The, the CGI in it is absolutely Terrible. They I mean, shot it on no money. Yeah. Um, some of the stunts in it are, um, I don't know who at Fox was like who who had seen the Dark Knight and the practical stunts that they did on that movie, and then said, well, "No, let's put 
Wolverine on a, on a motorcycle amidst a big green screen and an explosion. And see I don't happens. know if they did at that point, though, because Dark Knight came out in 2008. This came out in 2009, so at that point, they were probably too far behind, or they just rushed the shit out of the movie, and then it came out terrible. I think, you know, X-Men Origins could have been... I mean, you think about the way that the X-Men universe could have gone from that point. You know, like... Right, and... You know, like, they if they had made... I mean, you couldn't have made this movie then. No. But something you could have done was to play on the historical uh, Captain America-ness of Logan as a character. And and not just montage it and bullshit it. Yeah. If you're going to make it about him and Sabretooth, like, really make that, you know, um, yeah. uh, to, to completion. Like, it, like their argument in, later in the movie, it doesn't make any sense. The characters that they put in it to get us all off, like the Blob and Gambit, are half-assed. It's yeah. no more perfectly defined in missing the fucking point yeah. than Deadpool. Yeah, no, you're right. And, you know, and it's interesting, like, with the sequel, The, the Wolverine, they, they took another page out of the comics and they said, okay, we're going to go with the Japanese element. And, it, like, the tone and aesthetic of it was kind of cool, um, but... It just never really stuck with me. Like I, I do want to go back and watch it, but I didn't see it in the theater. But I watched it. and I remember I liked it. Yeah, and I remember I was like, "Oh, this is a superhero ninja movie." Yes, and that's fine. And, that's and, fine. and like, am I a big kung fu movie fan? No, not really. No, but like, I could dig like how you know Logan would end up in Japan. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm down for that. Yeah, and I, I think the sh- and the thing that we're probably getting to here is that. It's a shame that they didn't take advantage of him more at the time, because there's he was a, still down. He was still down. They could have done four or five Wolverine movies and done something different every time. Can you imagine if we had a f- like like okay? So <laughs> I accept that like there's gonna be a DVD box set one day that's gonna have X Men Origins Wolverine, the Wolverine and Logan in a three disc Blu-ray box set that you can buy. Yeah, and they're gonna call that. The Wolverine trilogy. They are. That is really sad for Hugh Jackman. I mean, the good thing is because it got better as they went. It, yeah, but, but but it's it's not a trilogy. No, and that's that is a shame because all the Marvel movie trilogies you see one a complete two, story, three, a complete story. The Dark Knight trilogy is a complete story. Hugh Jackman's story you need to watch. Like five or six movies. In no, you need to just... watch. You need to watch actually eight movies, including Deadpool, to well, fully grasp. Well, what's even sort of happening in this world anymore? Well, yeah. I mean, if you're if you want to know everything about the X Men universe, yes, you need to watch them all. If you want to get the gist of Logan, so X One, X Two, X Three, X Three, the three Wolverine movies, and Days of Future Past. So it's seven. Yeah, but and you don't need you don't really need to watch Apocalypse. You don't need to watch Apocalypse. You don't you really need to watch First Class. Uh, you don't really need to watch Deadpool, but you should because it's good. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm sad. I think that they're they're. I hope that they don't make, try to force a Wolverine trilogy. I don't want him to be recast anytime soon. No, I don't think ever. Like I don't I, think ever either. Like, I think that. Okay. At least in our life, there's there's a difference between a character that's like James Bond, okay, where James Bond, you know, has been reincarnated since the '60s, yeah, from books, 
to be this mystery secret agent kind of person, which then allowed it to also kind of turn over to Batman to say, you know what, you can have different people play Batman in different worlds, and that's okay. You can have him as kind of an everyman. Yeah, especially because he's got people the cape did cow. not like that about Superman. People, it's that's true. why Brandon Routh was cast because he looked like fucking Christopher Reeves. Yeah. And now we really, you don't really have two Superman. You have, you don't really have three Superman. You have you, two. You have two. Cinematic wise, movies, just because. Movies. Well, technically, that Superman Returns is canon with the originals. Right. Thirty something years. So later, you have you have two. There are two definitive Superman. Right. Um. Superman, excuse me for the conjugation. <laughs> um, where, okay, whereas this one with Wolverine, yeah, you have nine movies. Okay, nine movies of a character doing a few a few gratuitous cameos. Some cameos better than others. First Class, looking at you. Apocalypse, looking at you. Right. Um, but you have a character, and you have an actor who committed. To totally. presenting this character in the only way we've ever known and ever wanted to know. Right. And, and ultimately, you see him play the character for a span of 200 years. Right. And he looks virtually the same throughout all of it. Whereas, like, Professor X and Magneto, you can believe that in the 60s they looked different than they did in the original X-Men movie. Totally. So, it, it, yeah, you can't have someone else play him. Unless they completely wipe everything clean and start completely over, which they won't they should do, do for like thirty years. But they, but ultimately, Fox shouldn't do this. No, Fox should accept and appreciate and love how much Hugh Jackman loves Wolverine. Yeah. It is only that that propelled him to ma- uh, make this movie happen. Yeah. I, I believe that you know, Hugh Jackman had this quote-unquote Seinfeld story. Did you have? Did you hear about this? No, no. Okay, I'm a big Seinfeld fan. Um, so according to Seinfeld lore and interviews that Jerry Seinfeld himself has done, he when they ended the show at season nine, they were at the highest ratings they were ever at. Right. And you know, a- apparently Hugh Jackman went to Jerry Seinfeld, and they were having a discussion about Seinfeld. And Hugh Jackman says to Seinfeld, how did you know it was done? Why did you end it? What did you do? Why did you feel that this was right? And Jerry says, you want to have a little bit more gas in the tank? You want to keep people wanting more? And you don't want to be out of ideas. You want to be able to know what you could have done. Okay. If you exhaust everything, there's a good bit. there are good bits in there that may not be so good. Sure. But if you keep it, so that the audience is always going to yeah. be looking for a Wolverine cameo, that it is, it's it's essential. Yeah. And, you know, that's what ultimately, apparently, convinced Hugh Jackman to step away. Because yeah. he wanted this to be the most beautiful Wolverine. And if there are parts of this movie that are pretty, like, I... I there are, the North Dakota stuff if, if this If this movie came out at any other time... Like maybe like two three years ago, yeah, I could see that maybe this movie would get nominated for some shit. When we know that th- there's just so much coming out this year. Oh uh, yeah, but uh, you know, I mean, it could still. I mean, it could get nominated. There's and, gonna be yeah. a superhero movie that crosses over to make a best picture nomination one time. Yeah. It could be the Avengers, but I don't. I don't, I don't think, think it's, it's gonna be this. them. I don't think it's this. 
I mean, I think this is a great movie. I don't think it's going to get nominated for Best Picture. But he, I mean, they might nominate him for something. Or they it might... would be cool if they gave if they gave him an Oscar nomination. It would be very cool because like, he's you know, done a great job. And or at least in the Golden Globes, like if they yeah. gave him, you know, for a comedy or an action or whatever that that is, like that would be sweet. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think there's a really good chance that this movie will get something, uh, one of the other categories like editing or cinematography or something effects. Uh, probably not makeup or costumes because there's not much there. Um, so you know, I don't know. It's all. Um, Back to the characters, dude, I, I want to know what's going on with Professor X. I feel like what this movie tried to do and is really, really did in a lot of ways is like, try, everyone's like, well, what happens to McAvoy? That's what I, me and Ryan were talking about. So, like, how, if they do McAvoy again, do you mean? or No, McAvoy, I think, is going to come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but now I want to know what happens to his character, like his take on Patrick Stewart. I'm very interested to see what happens to get to poor, you know, Pat- Patrick Stewart, who's there, and you're like, oh shit, like he's yeah. he's fucked. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think there's probably you know, I don't you know who old Caliban old... was. Like, I didn't know who his well, character is. Well, he was in Apocalypse briefly, played by another actor. When was he in Apocalypse? He's at the beginning when um, Apop- Apocalypse is forming his team, and he's tasked with finding some of the mutants and he's uh you see him with psylocke and with uh storm in like a, a dark cave, cave or room or something like that yeah, i haven't watched apocalypse again maybe I yeah just watch he's in it i don't remember the actor that played him but I, it's That's interesting fine. that yeah that they used him again um you know i think he went out in a cool way like you know it's but again we're not really that connected to him um, i'm not yeah okay Hold on. There's one huge element about this movie that we haven't touched on. Yeah. So, we've been talking a lot about Hugh Jackman as Logan. How awesome was it for them to have Hugh Jackman as Logan fighting Hugh Jackman as Logan? It was like some Terminator shit. That, I mean, it was not something I expected out of this movie. Not something that they teased at all. Um, I think as you're going through the movie and there's like, oh, we cut the program and X-23 and all the other small mutants are, are going to be killed or whatever, and that they have something new, X-24 or whatever, I think at that point you could kind of put together that it might be him. Um, but, man, he was brutal. And I, I obviously he, there wasn't a lot of depth to him. He was virtually a robot, basically just following orders and fighting mm-hmm. to the death. But he was formidable for him our Logan to fight and ultimately it makes sense that the reason that he gets taken out is himself like yeah. a version of himself that's um, like that's like on a whole other level of like you know dismantling this movie it's yeah. like wow like he 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 always talked about killing himself and in a way he kind of did he kind of did um, um, but I did I did like that I thought that that was a fun thing that they did yeah because there's nobody if you can't have Wolverine fight Hulk or anybody like cool that we love from, or from like the comics, he wants to fight alongside the Avengers, Hugh Jackman, and he said so that he says he said that, that all the time. And so uh, if you can't have that, have him fight himself. Because have him fight himself. Uh, uh, that was great. I, I think it like we going back to the beginning of our conversation where we said that uh, Professor X is the way he's killed. I think having 
can think that it's Logan and that he gets stabbed by someone with Logan's face. Yeah, it's so so, sad. so fucked up. It's so um, fucked up. Um, and but because you know you got to think like Professor X, he can read your mind, so he knows who you are when you get there. And he true. he's like he's like I always recognize you, Logan. Like he said that, and he you know on a certain level like knew it was Logan, and like that's a whole other kind of. Yeah. You know, familiarity with somebody yeah. is when you're reading, you know, their fucking brainwaves and you're you're picking you know up exactly that. It them. Feels like it's him, but so I I, I, dig, I dig that. Um, I felt, oh man, I was really sad because you see you see Professor X in a way we've never seen him before. I mean, he's always been a very vulnerable character. He's been vulnerable, but he's not but... been. Uh, he hasn't been anything else than just like the leader. Right, you know, like we've only seen Professor at Patrick Stewart's Professor X sure. as the leader, quote unquote, of the X Men. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting that, and it's crazy you because you see him die twice in in the films. You see him die in Last Stand, mm-hmm. and when you see him die in Last Stand, I didn't cry. No, not at all. You're like, what? <laughs> and but then they just said, "Hey, he's back!" Right, exactly. He, by because he has a twin and he stole his twin's body or something. But like, uh, I think. Uh, the other interesting thing that they did with him was they really honed into the father figure aspect. You know, you've got the uh, Logan and Charles Chuck connection, and you've got the Logan and Laura connection. There's a lot of elements of family in this movie. Uh, it's the only family he's ever known. Seriously. You know, like Professor X, like he, in a lot of ways, you know, raised him and groomed him and, you know, taught, brought him into. You know uh, the leader that we saw him to be in earlier films. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's 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 fucked. I I'm I'm still sad. I was really sad. I really cried when he died. I re- both of them like yeah. The, and they've been doing it so well and with conviction. Yeah. You could argue that they started it. They really did. I mean, with it, with only a few. I mean, I, the only other I'd say would be Ian McKellen as Magneto is, sure. is, is really the the core of that first movie. I mean, the rest of the characters, like, yes, they were decent at the time, but at a certain point, they've all sort of left, and they've lasted through. Now, the interesting, I don't know if you've heard about this, but Patrick Stewart has gone on record saying that he would like to play Professor X again. Now, obviously, it's not in this post-Logan Maybe he plays him again somewhere in between, and we get to see him do it again. I would love to see him again, but I I don't know if it's going to be anything more than a cameo. But obviously, when they have another actor playing the character at a younger age, I don't know if there's a realistic way that they're going to be able to do that. I mean, it's similar to the way, like, in, uh, in Star Wars, where now they've told off Han in the future like they have said okay well we're not going to have him show up again we're going to have a, a young Han um, so yeah I don't know I would love to see him again but at, at the same time let's go out on top like um, okay so they already recast they already Professor did. X yeah. like it, that's done and they, they, and they, and they together and, too. And, and they cut his hair the new one yeah so it, uh, McAvoy is poised to take over to pretty much have the mantle of Professor X for however long he wants. Yep. I guess in my mind. Yeah. Um, but I agree. I would. I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's what it's what Jerry said. It's what Seinfeld said. 
leave them wanting more. Like we all want more press racks. We all want more Wolverine because they did it well. They like did. they they did, and they're not doing it. Like I don't know. I feel like a little bit of me is like I'm pretty nervous for Infinity War at this point. Like I think that there's been so much such that they've been building for. There's such high expectations. Think about the Guardians of the fucking Galaxy two, James Gunn. There is no Thanos in this movie. There is nothing connecting it to Infinity War in this movie. All that Thor Ragnarok has to carry on its shoulders of all the other mystical, magical, more powerful Marvel characters of moving them along. Doctor Strange, Thor, Hulk, and the like. Like all the shit that they have to do. I am. I think that they may fucking miss the landing on this one. I. I it's so much. It's so many movies. It's so many characters. Yeah. It's so much story building. But that, and it, I know that the lore is 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 good and interesting. And you know, it's uh, it's definitely something we haven't seen before in the comic movies yet of how Thanos does whatever he needs to do. All that in factored in. We've seen that before. Like, like it wasn't. It, it. I think Avengers is some way a beautiful fluke in a lot of ways. Yeah. Because it was them just. It was them in their Garage Band days, of playing early Beatles, just the fucking four chord formula perfected. Right. And you know but now it's been done so many. They times did. Since. They yeah. they did it, and they and they keep doing it, and like they took a new direction in Civil War, and that's fine. But well, I don't, I don't know. Like this one. Like, we're always going to want to see more. Like, after Infinity War, are we all going to be like, wow. Like, Let's, yeah. I mean, I think after the first Avengers, we were like, we want to see it again. And then Age of Ultron was like, eh, all right. Like, Age of Ultron, Age of Ultron is, isn't, you know, uh, it's, an, it's a sequel it, that, okay, it's not just a sequel, but it's like, um, it's, the, it's the second part of an already known trilogy. That's like, it's that's yeah, what Empire that's Strikes what, Back, like, had in it it's like you didn't know that this was you know the the middle part you knew that it was the next part right and that's what they missed about age of ultron that's what they missed about last stand that's what they missed about x-men origins wolverine it's just it's the next one it, yeah. it, it's it's well, the middle one in between another x-men magneto right. or an x-men well, i think that's what what the good thing about this movie is that we went in knowing it was the end. Right, and you and saw the it, end. And we saw the end. And if in five years from now, they've had another one or two X-Men movies, uh, Deadpool 2, X-Force, and they start messing with the timeline, and all of a sudden we've got these characters back again, everyone will lose their minds. Because, you know... It, I but, don't know. I, but, I, I don't, but not as in a feature film, as a cameo. Because I think that's as much as we can really get out of them at this point. I don't think you're. I I, I hope that they don't, but I, I don't think you will. I don't think that they're gonna ever recast. Oh no, Wolverine. Like, no, like they're gonna let that go, and then and like that's that is maybe the biggest salute of all that Hugh Jackman in and of his performance as Wolverine has transcended ever being recast because. And that's it and that's probably the first and might be only superhero character for that to happen right and uh, there's something to be said about that and you know i hope that they i hope that they stick to that i hope they do too and if they if they have him cameo again 
fine. Fine. But no, no, no. Cameos are, are cameos. I think are fair. Like even if like if let's listen. If Hugh Jackman goes out there and he gains twenty pounds, yeah, and he's fat, Wolverine at some point. I don't care. That's believable. Like I don't. I don't give a shit. Like. It doesn't matter to me. He he is Wolverine. That is it. Yeah. There's no discussion. There will always be a new Batman. There's always going to be a new Spider-Man. There's always going to be a new one of yeah. these characters. Be, new, there's always going to be a new James Bond. But they, uh, the Terminator is just Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. You cannot have a Terminator movie without Arnold Schwarzenegger. At all. Unfortunately. Yeah, but... No, they, they but 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 th- th- that's a, that's the truth though. Like, you can't have an aliens movie without the xenomorph. You can't. Yeah. Prometheus didn't have it. Right. And it's fucked up. And it's not an alien. You know. <laughs> you know. Like, alien, they you call know, it something different. Like, um, like these are like he's a he's a movie character that transcends comic books and goes into movie lore. Like, yeah. that's something that's cool. Like, I love the western aspect of this movie. I loved how it felt like the new old West. Mm-hmm. That was like it was like they put they had to pull that out of Star Wars. Like they they nailed that. Yeah, they like they the, really the did. abandoned infrastructure of the West, like gas shit. Perfect. Yeah, the, the, the imagery is gorgeous. The way the country, the U.S. has has changed, and that there's the really strict borders. But and, but even on that, like to yeah. that point, like they didn't go full AI artificial intelligence where they're no. showing you some crazy 2029 city. No. Not needed. Nope. It's not, nope, not important. It's like normal Vegas or Right, whatever. exactly. And, the, and the same. that, like, that commitment was awesome. Okay, I want to talk about this and then if there's anything else, I think you can, you can, you can kind of have your next subject. But I want to ask you about this. Yeah. In this movie, Logan, there exists X-Men comic books. <laughs> yeah. What? And, like, um, if there's anything to be gleaned from that, yeah, what can we take away for, you know, the future of those, of the new batch of X-Men coming up? Okay, well, so the first thing is, they're X-Men comic books, but Marvel does not exist. Oh, shit, I didn't even pick that up. There's no, there wasn't a Marvel on the cover, it was just an X-Men book. Just an X-Men book, X-Men comics, or something like that. And oh, so shit. it's basically a a glorified version of the true events that have taken place in this universe. And I'm trying to, I was trying to think of a good example of something like that. I, I, I in our in our world at least, I can't think of anything like it. Yeah, but it was so meta. It was so and like the ending with Eden. Like, oh, sorry to spoil the movie, everybody, but that like that ending point when they got there and there was actually like a little something there. Yeah. I didn't expect there to be anything. It's interesting, and it makes me wonder, like, is there more to tell about, like, the reason that there's an Eden and that there is the coordinates and that it's in the comic book? Like, does someone who was writing the comic book know about this? Like, what else is going on? How did... Who wrote the comic book? How did those stories get out? Like, like, there's uh, there's so many questions I have about Who's telling the story that, like, Logan says, oh, like, about... 30% 30% of this is true, or something, whatever number right. he said. But why does he have the yellow costume? Like, that was awesome. And the why? action figure? Like, yeah. Like, like the, and yeah, the, the kid with the yellow action figure, too. It's like, they, uh, why, why did it exist that way? It was very cool to see, 
but it, there's just, it leaves you asking so many more questions uh, because like yeah for us now to have the comic books to be adapted to the the movies that's one thing but like does that mean that in this there's universe, I don't think that there's been a comic book you know referenced comic within a comic movie no but does that mean that they're gonna make a movie based on the comic book from based on real events in this movie? Like, is there gonna be an sure. X Men movie that you know tells the story of the mutants that once were that no longer exist? Like, that's I don't just, think so. I think that that's where the, that's, it, that's, that's the standalone timeline. So super meta, like unraveling of it all. But I I I thought that that was like a really cool part of it that like nobody had ever has ever touched. No, they have definitely not. And it's interesting because they had it in one of the trailers, and it seemed like it was supposed to be just a throwaway moment. It was like, oh, yeah, like, whatever. It but it ended vital. up being a little bit more than that. And they have it show up a few times, and it's vital to the story in some way. Um, I thought that was really interesting, and I, you know, it's I, I wonder why they went with that choice. And obviously, it, the fact that they didn't include Marvel was one thing. I think it would have gotten way more complicated. I didn't it, even pick that up. I wasn't even looking for that. Yeah. That is low. It you is, know what that symbolizes? Is, you know what that could be? Is that like a clap back or like a subtweet about <laughs> Marvel not putting out X-Men comics anymore? It could be. Like, is that it what they're kind of saying? That like, if you can't... I mean, they... Well, like, they... they they need to get their shit together. But, but to be fair, they are coming out with uh, two main new lines, uh, X-Men Gold and Blue, I think, coming out really soon. Comic books? Yeah. So that's good, but, uh, you know, they No, 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 they can make new comic books, but they they killed the Fantastic Four. They Fantastic the Fan- Four, but, but X-Men, what they can't do, it's not that they can't make new comic books, they can't make new mutants. Right. Any mutant that, any mutant character that they make immediately falls under the X-Men franchise's box. Right, so like, right. so he, they're not they're they're killing off old characters and using other lesser known characters, but right. anyone new they make is basically an inu- inhuman at this point. Right. Um. But yeah, you know, I think the reason that they didn't include Marvel in the movie is that it would just get so complicated because then it's like, oh, if Marvel exists in this universe, then are there comics about Captain America and everyone else and seeing them alongside the Avengers? It gets I think super, that would have been really cool. It would have been really cool if they, if like, if Wolverine made like some yeah. fucking comment about you know, like, fucking Captain America. So I there was, was fucking there. One funny thing, and this might have just been coincidental, but so there's the one scene where he's at the funeral or yep. the, at the at the the cemetery, and I was like, really, because in the trailers. A lot of people were speculating, oh, this is a funeral for someone we know right. of you know, one of the X-Men. It turned out not to be that. But I was really looking closely at the headstones. There was one that said Rogers, and I was like, that's just got to be a coincidence. Like, there's right. no way that they would all of a sudden have a Steve Rogers in Also, here, but... Steve Rogers wouldn't be buried in a normal tomb in a normal cemetery. Very true. So, like, <laughs> uh, like... But in this universe, could they, they could have, they could have so slammed it, and the fucking place, like the Iron Man sucks line in yeah. Lego Batman, the place would have shook yeah. with like laughter and applause. Well, you know what it could mean? It could mean that Steve Rogers, as the kid from Brooklyn, skinny little guy, never became Captain America. Maybe he just was buried there, and that was it. You're but right. but You're I don't. I think that's way too. I think it's just a coincidence. Um, so I mean, ultimately, I, I don't know what else really to say about this movie. I I think. 
I would love to see it again. I think the hard thing is that there's so many movies nowadays, and you gotta keep on. You gotta things. go see Get Out, dude. I saw it. I loved it. Oh yeah. It's oh my god, dude! I loved it. I loved I've it. Heard I loved good it. Good things and. You know, Here's the thing. Like, it's not even like a. It's not even like a scary movie. Okay. It's a thriller. It just fucks with you, and like you watch it and you're like, "Fuck," and there's some scary parts, but it's not like it's not overwhelming. It's not too scary, and it has a beautiful like it's it's told amazingly. Awesome. But I don't know. I saw that movie at the beginning of this weekend. I saw uh, Logan in the middle of this weekend, and I'm glad I got to end the weekend talking to you, my friend. Yeah, man. It's it's really exciting that we got to do this in person. We yes. You know, we've been. This is episode five. Episode we, five. We, we are chugging along, and you know we're gonna probably bring you guys with another episode in the next week or two. I uh, don't know exactly what we'll talk about, but we'll probably have. Who some. knows? I'm, I think we'll probably have follow up to the delicate Steve story. We'll probably have more information of your thoughts on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think we'll be gearing up, I guess, because of uh, Batman vs Superman. We have to start lining up the summer movies. Like, yeah, like you know, there's we, gonna be a lot. I would be down to watch some trailers and talk about them. I don't know if people really like that. I think that there's enough of that. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I don't think we need to do it. If you would like to see us talk about trailers, press us, one uh, now. <laughs> um, no, I think I like the the post chats. Um, you know, obviously people give us feedback if, if that's you know obviously spoilers is hard. Uh, it, it requires you to go see the movie around the same time we do, and then you know if you get behind, it's a whole thing. But we rather talk about what we actually see instead of speculate on the things that we don't see. Agreed. Um, so, you know, we're going to keep this project moving along. We're really excited to do it. Um, hopefully we can do more in person, you know. It's, it's hey, man. Hey, it was great. Maybe maybe one day soon. Yeah, hopefully. But um, Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Remember, you can uh, catch us, like us, follow us at LLH Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can Instagram us at info at longlostheroes.net. You can check out our website, longlostheroes.net. We publish other musings and mostly just the podcast for the RSS feed. RSS feed. We are sort of-ish on iTunes right now. so We're sort of-ish on iTunes. You can go and put the URL into the Apple iTunes, Apple Podcast app, and we, you can come up and it will directly link you to our RSS feed. RSS feed and you can subscribe and go from there. Thank and you very much for tuning in. Thank you everybody. You know, we look forward to chatting and having another episode come up soon and uh, we'll uh, we'll catch you next time. Take it easy, Frank.